For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. Hey, this is Nico Robin from One Piece, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of The Geek Show, and we are coming from you live from the centre of a volcano, so if we get a bit loopy, blame it on the volcano, it's not our fault. Lovely cold and, water. Uh, yeah, and today I'm Rob, and uh, introduce yourself, peoples who aren't Rob, and Rob. Well, I'm a very warm Andy today. <laughs> I am by now just a sentient pile of sweat <laughs> that has taken the name Andrew. And I used to be human, but now I'm a casserole. <laughs> yeah, he is Rob, yeah. Uh, it, it's just we're, we're going through a bit of a heat spell here, and that's not even a word. Heat wave is the one I was trying to say, but that backfired. Words. Anyway, yes, we are Geek Show on the Geek Show Podcast Network. Uh, listen to Audio Boom, subscribe on iTunes, the Geek Show Record at UK. Fast, fast, fast. And <laughs> on with the show. <laughs> you do realise the more energy you put in, the more... Uh, the hotter you're going to get. I know, but if I do it really quick and fast and get this podcast done in like 10 seconds... I would say, you done. do realise there'll be people listening in in hotter countries than what we are in right now, so... we probably yeah, but they're used to it, quickly. Andy. They've adapted. <laughs> we're, we're in the Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> it has no business being this warm in the Northern Hemisphere. People seem to forget that. They you have think, this mystical it's technology. Hot. It hot? It's lovely, it's hot. No, it's the Northern Hemisphere. It's supposed to be cold and miserable. They Stop ha- it, weather. They have this mystical technology that they developed after hundreds of years. It's called Aircon. We still haven't imported it to this country. Yeah, we just roll around it's in like ice 90% cubes. percent of the year, we don't need it. I know. <laughs> But it's at 10% of the year when we pray to the gods, whatever gods, Cthulhu, you know, whatever. I don't care. We pray to them just for aircon. Bring so us the want, magic of aircon. So you want Cthulhu to just turn up and spit on you? No, In just... In fact, I wouldn't just, say no. <laughs> I imagine it's I might lose. cooling. I would happily have my face covered in those. <laughs> I, I might lose my mind a bit, but it's worth it at the end of the day. Yep. And we have to say, what better way to cool down then talk about sports. Well, um, it's our Defend Your Choice episode. And not that it's, you know, it coincides with the sweltering heat. It's just a happy coincidence. But um, fictional games or sports, we kind of opened it up a little, but not too much, um, that you wish was just real. Yes. And if you haven't heard the Defend Your Choice episode, we only just brought it back, so there's very likely chance that that might be true. Um, Each of the people on the show pick three things of a certain fame and uh, we duke it out until something happens. I don't know. I'm melting. <laughs> yeah, I'm melting I'm, as well. I I'm think like all that of us guy are... at the end of Total Recall, except my eyes aren't exploding up my face. 
I'm like the witch in The Wizard of Oz. That's just you normally, though, Rob. Anyhow, yes. I'm with the show, I think. I'm like Ryan Reynolds. Just on an average day. Oh, <laughs> walked into that one. Yes. yes. So who wants to um, who wants to jump in first in this piping hot pool of awkwardness? Well, the first one that I've got uh, actually coincides with what you've just said there. And I guess I, I segued that then. Yes. So can I go first? Yes. Um, well, this might cool us down a bit. This might be a really obvious one, but what better way to cool down than to jump in a pool and play a game of football or, as you probably already guessed, Blitzball. Oh, oh my god, Andy, I've literally spent like the past two days binging on Final Fantasy X. Just the Blitzball mode or? No, because I hate Blitzball. Oh, that's, that's, not, that's, that's not football. Well, well, you can't really kick a ball around underwater. I know you can't breathe underwater either, but there's a, there's a, we'll just forget about that bit. But It's like, it's something that if it was a real sport, you'd actually go to because it'd be amazing. It's basically water polo, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but it's underwater. Blitzball with like without the bits of blitzball that are physically impossible is just water polo. And blitzball with the bits of blitzball that are physically impossible is a bunch of people drowning. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's just like a scuba outfit, though. You could do it, couldn't you? Yeah, but you need to like make the ball go faster than that. I'm guessing if you were to do it in real life, the ball wouldn't necessarily go that fast unless it's made of some ridiculously engineered material. It would probably go about two feet and then start floating upwards. <laughs> well, if football can make um, balls which basically cut the air in two, like the way the speed they go, the, the footballs go way too fast. And I'm not even making sense anymore. So if that's a physical like possibility, I reckon making a ball go underwater is also a physical possibility. See, when you said they make the balls cut the air in two, I'm thinking, but balls aren't sharp. <laughs> uh, it's just the way that it cuts through the air. That's all I'm referring to. But balls aren't sharp. They can't cut anything. You're not sharp. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is stick a jet engine on the back of the bottle. Yes. Hang on, are we going to Billy the Fish mode or something like that? Do you remember that from Viz? You had the little fish inside the football. No, because we're not a thousand years old, Rob. <laughs> Um, are we allowed to do video games, like fictional video games? Yes. Well, which which video games do you think are real, Rob? <laughs> I don't even know what the question is, because I'm coming at that from a completely different angle. Oh. Final Fantasy X is, is real, right? <laughs> yeah, it's real. Unless you've lost your mind in the heat, and then you've just been imagining stuff. It's real. Ex- everything in Final Fantasy X is real, except for the laugh. <laughs> but uh, the one I was referring to was from uh, Red Dwarf. Ah, um, better than life because what that is is a VR game, which basically it's like a wish uh, fulfillment game. And my thinking was, now that VR is like being pushed by many, many companies in many, many different ways, it's only a matter of time until the porn industry get enough, gets hands on it, <laughs> and then this is effectively a reality. Yeah, I mean, basically, all that is now is just VR Second Life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it it, it, it doesn't exist. But yeah, but I'm just saying it, it now is kind of scarily possible. That's yeah. just blown my mind that actually because that can happen. <laughs> I don't think it, I think we're a few years away from it, but it is really easy to achieve. Yeah, well, I mean, they've already started on it, have they? Yeah, they've been working on it for a while. 
Mm, I want example and citations <laughs> of why I don't believe you. You know those haptic feedback things? They've been working on suits, as in like these weird kind of uh, fetish type suits where you can have somebody, uh, where you basically can wear virtual reality goggles and then the game is coded to give you haptic feedback in various places. Just wait till the porn industry gets its hands on that. No, that is who's developing it. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I, I, I can't remember who said it, but basically, technological development is driven by the porn industry. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Project Sansa. Did you just Google okay. it? <laughs> I, just, I just Googled VR Second Life. I've been working on it since last year. So it's, the, it's... <laughs> the, the ultimate problem, though, is, you know, when you're in like VR, uh, I'm not being in it, but I'm only assuming what it's going to be like. Um, you're in VR and like, you're a real person, yeah? Yeah. I assume so anyway, you're not like bits of my imagination. <laughs> and you look at your hands in the game and their computer hands, and you look at people in that game and their computer people. So it, although it's basically you stepping into the game, it's still very much a game. Yeah. Maybe. Also, I love the way you phrased it, because now I'm just imagining people with like PC towers for heads and Apple Macs for hands. <laughs> That's an image, all right. <laughs> ah, but yeah. yeah, I think that's the the big sort of stepping stone, like stopping it from being actually real, like now. But then again, it is Second Life, basically, isn't it? But all oh, the questions, it's so confusing. Oh, just hope it doesn't end up like the one in Red Dwarf, because that just went from what you were thinking, and that could go horribly wrong, like it did in the show. Well, it was just, you know, um, Rimmer. He <laughs> didn't know how to have a good thing, yet to ruin it. Which. There is the problem. All of us are Rimmer. <laughs> no, I'm not Rimmer. Yes, you are, Rob. I'm not more reliable than a garden strummer. You'll never be honest, Rimmer. Yeah, garden strummers aren't reliable at all, especially those old ones. You kept on getting rammed up with grass. Without me, life wouldn't be much grimmer. What? <laughs> <laughs> Do you not remember the song? Yes, but you don't need to recite it all. I wasn't. Yeah, he's bald. He's not bald and his head doesn't glimmer. True. Uh-huh. All right, so we are going to recite it all. <laughs> anyway, 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 who's next? Uh, that's me, I guess. So I've got to admit, I had had a bit of trouble with this one. I had my obvious choice, which got shot down because no, Andrew, we can't make battle royale a reality. That's encouraging child murder. Whoa, 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 and whoa, whoa, whoa! We're worried whoa. about you, Andrew. We found the lists of how you're going to kill us and in what order. Who said you weren't allowed that? Of course, you're allowed that. Oh, in which case, real-life Battle Royale. Yeah. Mm. Of all the things in all of the existences in pop culture that have become games and sports, so many of them about killing other people. You can't yeah, just come out of that. Yeah, <laughs> well, I won't say. Hunger Games okay, is kind of like a... Not really a game, is it? <laughs> Hunger Games is just sad Battle Royale rip-off. Yep. <laughs> Don't even get proper guns. Do you know what confused me about the Hunger Games? Right, the... You know the... Uh, was it Peter? Petter? Whatever his name is? Yeah. Petter Malark. I've not watched them all or anything. Petter Malark, right. Wait, wait, that's his actual name? Yeah, apparently. I thought you were just making stuff up, Rob. What, you thought he was quoting the uh, charity against cruelty to animals? I wish. To be honest, (laughs) most of the names in that series are kind of like, just they put it in the Engelbert Humperdinck random name generator and business. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, Hunger Games, right? So all these territories are supposed to be uh, are supposed to be filled with people who are, you know, they're they're living on the poverty line. They're uh, they don't get much to eat, etc., etc., etc. So how the hell do you have a cake shop? What the hell are you talking about? 
Peter, uh, Peter apparently learned his decorating skills from decorating cakes, didn't he? Because he worked in the bakery where they made loads of cakes. Yeah, you're kind of distilling the whole universe down into their, their poor so they know how things. And that's kind of missing <laughs> a lot of the point. Hey, what, hang on, wasn't that the whole point of the Hunger Games, though? They're poor no, so they well, don't have things. They're not oh, that oh, poor that they can't afford cake. But Battle Royale, not yeah. Hunger Games, <laughs> Rob. Okay. See, although, or maybe, because I feel like as much as I love Battle Royale, I feel like having one every year is basically the same thing, might get a bit dull. Every four years. No, I... no, so what I'm saying no, is we alternate one year Battle Royale, one year Running Man. <gasps> yes. <laughs> the way we can do it, you know, we, we've got a lot of celebrities who are basically too annoying to live. So, you know, and we've got a lot of them together. We've got our little you know, pool of people to get rid of. Celebrity Running Man. I like it. <laughs> <sighs> Just imagine Katie Hopkins versus that electric gladiator dude. Well, she's looking for a job now, isn't she? <laughs> exactly. We've got an exciting career opportunity for you, Katie. You may die, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's Katie Hopkins, though, isn't it? If you live, you'll be a proper celebrity. <laughs> My turn, is it, then? I think so. <laughs> yeah, why not? If you have to have a turn. I do, I do, I do. Right, I'm heading straight over to anime and manga for my first one. There's a surprise. Well, <laughs> I was thinking about odd sports, and I thought, right, okay, I've got the perfect one. And it's from a series called Nichijo, My Ordinary Life, which is a, a kind of a comedy uh, series, a school-based comedy series. And the sport in question is called uh, Ego Soccer, or Igo Soccer, spelled I-G-O. And it's... A weird combination of football and the game of Go. You know, the one with the uh, black and white uh, counters? Nope. Like Othello. Nope. Um, Alas, poor Yorick, for he never stood a chance. You know what, what Go is, Rob? Yeah, Othello, Othello, what light from yonder window break? I, I know that play. Could have got my Shakespeare. <laughs> anyway, um... The whole idea is that uh, players have to make various stances that represent both the go board and the stones that are used to play go, and also other elements of the game um, uh, of sorry of the game of go. But at the same time, they also have to do things like uh, lifting with the football, or lifting with the go stones, or uh, being put into a one-man German suplex. Did you say lifting with the gallstones? That'd be quite with, with, with the gallstones. Uh-huh. See, I thought the one-man German suplex would be the weird one for you, Rob. What, the one-man German suplex? That's a physical impossibility. Not in the sport of ego soccer. No, no. It's a physical impossibility. That's why this is a ridiculous <laughs> sport that I want to see in real life. I want to see somebody attempt a one-man German suplex. Of all the things... I still have no idea what this actually is. Nobody does. <laughs> That's the thing. The rules... And quite basically, you have a football, and then you have to take a stance with the ball, mimicking something from the game of go. Whether it's the go board, the stones, a particular play, or uh, you know, in is, the is, game is, of is, go, is, or something is, like that. But you have to use the football to do it, and the opponent doesn't have the football, but then they can take the football, and basically, the winner is the one who wins in this. Says, so, what audience? I would say, so what audience do you think this would suit then if this was real life? A very stoned audience. <laughs> that just sounds like Calvin Ball. No, Calvin Ball actually has rules. No, like, rules, I mean, Calvin Ball in the sense of two kids made it up, a well, kid and an imaginary friend made it up on the playground. 
just started adding stuff forever and forever and forever, and it makes no be, sense whatsoever. To be fair, Rob, though, um, we do have chess boxing, so it's not entirely impossible. Uh, but what? What? You have what? We've got chess boxing. Got it's chess a real box. thing. Explain. You basically well, have a boxing, uh, have a round of boxing, and then you sit down and play uh, play a round of chess, then go back and box again, then play chess again. See what? See, battle royale is nice and simple. Just you get a bunch <laughs> of kids dropping an island, say, "Go kill each other." Boom! Nice, easy to understand. Something that all the audiences can follow along with, no matter what age they are. Yeah. <laughs> You're creating a very exclusive sport, Rob, and I don't like it. Not like the all-inclusive world's battle royale. Well, ego soccer is all-inclusive. All you have to do is be familiar with football or the game of Go. That's it. Yeah, but my choice blitzball, all you had to do was be familiar with football and water. And be able to swim and be able to hold your breath for like three hours. Not to watch it. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> If you're gonna, if you just sit there watching it, you're just gonna watch a bunch of corpses floating in the water. <laughs> Are you saying you want to watch people die in the water, Andy, Andrew? Yeah, that's Andrew. weird, Andy. Want you to watch people die? God. No, he wants to watch them die without actually, without actually achieving any of their goals. He's not like you, Andrew, where you want to see them achieve some of their goals, maybe rack up a few points. No, it's a game. I was gonna say it's a game of blitzball. I have to score goals to get points. But they can't score goals if they're dead. Yeah, but they'll have masks on and stuff. Snorkels and... <laughs> <laughs> what? What if, right? What if they did die, but then you put robotics on them so they could be remote controlled? Cyborg blitzballers. Probably the only way it's achievable. To be <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, that was round one. <laughs> so, so far what we have better... Than life uh, nonsense that Rob picked, Blitzball. Ego soccer, it's called. Nonsense. It's called nonsense, Rob. Yes, absolutely. So, um, Andy, yes. Two. Well, while you were on the subject of mechas, this, I this, don't know whether I was. This is working out um, quite well for uh, basically setting me up for what I'm about to say. <laughs> well, do you know when you had the mech fighting in? I forgot what the film was called now. Um, Real Steel. Yeah. You know when you had that sort of mech boxing? Well, forget about the boxing. How about 100-foot robot golf? What? What? 100-foot robot golf. You see, I like the idea, but I don't think there's like somewhere that, like a golf course which is big enough for that. Even also, more like sort of... Sorry, go on. I disagree with the idea because fun science gone a fact... 100-foot robots are impossible. No, they're not. I've seen them on the game. (laughs) Sound logic. It's even in VR, so you actually play it. Like, you are the 100-foot robot. So, Mm. you can destroy buildings with the ball and everything. But you can't actually make a robot that's... I think it's, like, taller than 20 feet. Because, basically, like, the humanoid figure doesn't scale up that much, and it just falls apart. Yeah, but it's called 100-foot robot. I'm educating people, Andy. <laughs> yeah, but... Giving them a service. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Andrew, he didn't say what shape the robot was. Well, he he mentioned mechas, which they are, are by their very nature are human-shaped. Yeah, but they've nah. got special abilities and stuff. What if they just had 100 feet? Ah. <laughs> Placed all over the place. Now, that I can get behind scientifically. <laughs> yeah. The mic... They might just be able to hit the ball 100 feet. So it was a centipede robot. robot <laughs> but anyway, who would, 
Right, how many times, though, have you not watched golf on the telly? Have you said, that's boring. Sorry for any golf fans, by the way. Every time. Great how about if How about if there were 100 foot robots and hit the ball so hard it could knock buildings down? See, I would have preferred it if they didn't actually include the golf and just had the robots hitting the buildings down. That's just Rampage, though, isn't it? Yeah. A giant mouse monster and Godzilla fighting each other. That's nonsense. Godzilla would wreck that thing. But the problem there is, Andy, it's still golf. Yep. Yeah, but you can, like, change the rules a bit, can't you? I don't know. You can't really change the rules that much. I mean, it's about hitting. You put a timer on it. <laughs> but come on. It's not you'd have to turn, like, the entire planet into a golf course. Yeah. We've got, we've got the moon, and we're not doing anything up there. Yeah, they can use that as the ball. What? That's bigger than 100 foot. <laughs> <laughs> but come on. This sport even says you don't even need to explain it to anybody. It's in the title. 100 foot robot and golf. If you don't know what that entails, there's something wrong. You can't read, possibly. <laughs> You're being really pedantic and you're going back to the original meaning of robot, which I believe is slave, which is a completely different thing altogether. 100 foot slave golf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just not nice. That's, although, that is a hell of a Django Unchained reboot. <laughs> <laughs> He's suddenly just a hundred foot tall robot with his junk out. <laughs> Why is this happening? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, Rob, your turn, is it? Uh, yes, yes. Mouse, mouse, get here. Right, <laughs> pick one now. Yeah, I'll go with that one. Um, we had no sort of car stuff because you know we haven't got far enough yet. I don't even know what I'm saying, so I'm going to just continue on and forget I said all that stuff before this. All right, uh, but from Road Race 2000, Death. Road car death thing to the death with cars and things. Death race. That's a better way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a good way for it. They should almost call a film that. Yeah, that'd be a clever thing to do <laughs> instead of just repeating the same two words over and over again in different combinations, <laughs> hoping to find the right answer. Yeah, but if you've not seen it, right, it's basically um, both a, a fight to the death a la Battle Royale, and also in souped-up cars with loads of things on them, like sort of you can put guns on your cars, you can put Jason Statham on your car, you can put Chuck Norris on your car if you want, put whatever you want on it, and they just go round and round and round again until either somebody wins or they're all dead. It never really explains that part of the, the game and the rules of these things. You forgot the most, the most impressive bit, though, which was in the original film. He had a hand that was a grenade. It was a hand... Grenade. Yes. Ah. <laughs> and that uh, Sylvester Stallone as well. Yeah. And weirdly, Sylvester Stallone, like, before he had his stroke and he sounds completely different. Yes, all you people put mocking him for the way he talks. He had a stroke. You would do. You monsters. Yeah. But it's physically possible to do that spot now. It's just, you know, you're not allowed to kill people for entertainment, which is the, the real stumbling block. So why don't we do, like, the uh, the humane version where we cover the cars in, like, bubble wrap, and then we put the people who are the targets in, you know, those big inflatable balls that you can actually bounce down a mountain with without getting hurt. We put people in that, and then we just drive the cars at them really fast. What you're doing, Rob, is turning it into a participation award, and I'll have none of that in my death race. I don't know where to go from there. It's getting very, very depressing. It's not depressing. Nothing (laughs) depressing about having a big car of death, and you, you, you battle against other cars of death. 
You know, it doesn't even have to be cars. You know, there's other means of transportation. You can have go-karts. Go-karts are cool. Death you can bicycle. have bikes. Um, <laughs> Actually, if we're expanding this out, can we include the entire cast of Wacky Races? Yes. <laughs> yeah. A lot well, of, I fair, hope we don't have, like, a madman who talks to his dog and his dog just laughs at him. <laughs> well, to be fair, uh, Wacky Races was basically Death Race, but a kid's version. Because they were quite... He was quite evil. Well, his name was I Dick Dastardly. Why was he evil, Andy? I can't recall that. He just was. And he was trying to catch an innocent pigeon as well. I reckon he got stereotyped when he was a kid. I reckon because he had like the pointy chin and the pointy nose and the twirly moustache, everyone said... And if you're bo- if, yeah, if you're born with a name Dick Dastardly, I don't think you've got much of a choice <laughs> yeah. in the matter. I think, I, think, I think he was bullied and pressured into being evil and eventually he snapped and went, well, if you all think I'm evil, I'm just going to be evil from now on then. Yeah, I don't recall it being like the kids' version of Death Race, though. I don't recall anybody dying in that. No, but there was Penelope Pitstop who kept getting into trouble for some reason. Because women drivers, am I right? <laughs> no, I'm not right. No, it's just a stupid name. Penelope Pitstop. What was it's the a stupid name for a character? What was the uh, the supposedly butch handsome one in the uh, in the really long? Uh, I don't know what to call it. You know, the really long race car type thing. What was he called? Hmm. I don't oh, think he was called Mr. Google. Chin Man. Yeah, Mr. Chin Man. Was it Peter Perfect or something like that? Something I've like that. Yeah, uh, I've got the names of other people. I just remember because none of them were as cool as the Ant Hill Mob. Yeah, the Ant Hill Mob were, were amazing. We have. Uh, uh, some of them names are. Uh, well, this was a kids' TV show, right? Yeah. Well, why is the racist called the Slag Brothers? Because well, it's a type of rock, isn't it? <laughs> is it? I think. The Gruesome Twosome. Yep. Uh, Professor Pat Pending. Uh, the Red Max. Penelope Pitstop. Sergeant Blast. The Ant Hill Mob. <laughs> Luke. A Hillbilly and Blubber Bear. Uh, Peter <laughs> Perfect. And Rufus Ruck- Roughcut. I'd actually pay to see them in a death race, actually. <laughs> of course, you know, um, the Ant Hill Mob would win. See, I'd know it'd be them or Sergeant Blast since he literally just had a tank. See, I'm just thinking, you know how Rob said he'd pay to see them in a death race, Andrew? I'm just thinking yeah. he could just go out and buy DC's version of Wacky Races. Yeah, that's the punchline. DC actually made a Wacky Races comic, cool. where that is basically the premise. Isn't it one where it basically changed the design of every single character and turned them into sort of Mad Max-style characters? The same one who turned basically Shaggy into a hipster. Yep, and gave Scooby a cyber monocle. That's kind of missing the point, because isn't Scooby supposed to be an idiot? Yep. But he's also a genius, because how else can a dog like learn how to talk? With Scooby Snap. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the real tragedy of Scooby-Doo, is that we keep judging him by our standards. Because <laughs> by a dog's standards, he is incredible. Yeah, but it's because they fed him all the Scooby Snacks. Because he was stoned all the time, is that what you're saying? <laughs> well... We don't know what they put in the Scooby Snacks. All we know is that Scooby Snacks are slang for drugs. No, 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 no. The fact is, Rob, he would do anything for Scooby Snacks. That is clearly the behaviour uh, of, a, of a drug addict. Yep. He'd do anything for one more hit. Not only that, he had the munchies all of the time. That's true. You're ruining my childhood now, Rob. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, so that's it. Death Race. Death Race and Scooby-Doo's a drug addict. <laughs> Everybody knew anyway. That wasn't exactly well that. hidden with Shaggy either. <laughs> anyway, Andrew. It wasn't, exactly hi- it wasn't exactly hidden with Shaggy either, so yeah, there you go. Andrew's turn. Thank you for pointing that out. So, uh, this is Spot 
And games correct. Yes. Because if, if we're going games as in board games, then obviously Jumanji. Ooh. How would that work in real life, though? Would it be like a Crystal Maze type thing? <laughs> no, no. Just, look, if we can have Blitzball, we can have Jumanji where you just magically get transported to a weird jungle dimension. I take it this would be amazing and possible in VR. Nah, no, you want it real. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's not the same in VR. <laughs> yeah, you want the threat of a madman with an elephant gun and a, a parade of animals just appearing out of nowhere just to keep things real and, you know, exciting. Yes. Was that the theme of the game, though? Was it like a jungle-themed game? Or was it just they kept on rolling jungle-themed stuff? No, it was a jungle-themed game. You actually got... So go on. So he actually got... Uh, like sent to the game in the film, didn't he? At the beginning, he yep. actually got trapped in the board game itself. So that probably wouldn't be fun. Ah, I don't know. He did grow up to be uh, Robin Williams, which is better than the kid he was. Exactly. <laughs> so he... Imagine needs to be real so that we can all become Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's an enemy. But it's a cool game, I think. You know, I think they were trying to remake it as well, and. Uh... Isn't it like the film that got in a lot of trouble because um, Karen Gillan was basically wearing very little clothes? Yes, I believe it was, which of all the complaints to have, that is not one I understand. <laughs> is that the space one type thing that they did? No, no, no. This is like a new one that they're coming up there, oh, later they're on in the year. Yeah. Uh, the one with the rock in, apparently. Yeah. Although they did do one in space. So maybe there's like a whole franchise of... Yeah, these you, you games. Have like Jumanji expansion packs. <laughs> so, Jumanji in space, yeah. um, Jumanji going back in time. Which, although, think about it. For Jumanji in space, you better hope that you roll spacesuit before you roll get sucked into the game. <laughs> but, anyway, but I've also been thinking, even getting like sucked into the jungle one wouldn't be that traumatic an experience. Because you just meet all the other people who got sucked in, and you probably all have a good old laugh about getting dragged into Jumanji. Maybe it's like it's been going around for a while, so in there's like a civilization. There probably is of, civilization. You could jungle civilization of all the people that were sucked into Jumanji. Of, <laughs> or do you know what your worst nightmare would be? Getting sucked into Jumanji and finding out you're Brendan Fraser. Oh, that'd be the worst. <laughs> that's just a, that's more depressing than all the death, Andy. <laughs> and the Jumanji board could oh. be the narrator. I, I don't follow. Well, the narrator talks to them, doesn't he? So. You could uh, put that into Jumanji somewhere. Hmm. So you've ruined this for me now, Andy. I haven't. Because I see it as just, you know, like like how you get sushi that you eat off the, the lovely naked Japanese lady. Yes. That, but the Jumanji board is just like scrolling the back of some hairy dude <laughs> who keeps talking to you as you try and play. Hey, don't you think uh, if uh, Jumanji did exist, that would be the excellent way of get, getting the cast who I'm a celebrity get me out of, out of here. Or is that how they get them now? Possibly how they get them now. <laughs> it's basically a set, though. It's not actually a real jungle. Yeah, but it will be a, re- a real jungle if it was Jumanji. If it was a real jungle, then I'm a celebrity getting me out of here, knowing what's in like the outback of Australia that all died after about a week. Yeah, they got that hunter with the gun. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got an like, <laughs> elephant gun because a spider turns up. I think that's a bit overkill, Andy. <laughs> if it was in Australia, that's probably just stick with him. <laughs> Maybe, right, maybe. He is a previous contestant of Jumanji. Ah. There's a thought. There's also a way to, like, liven up next year's I'm a Celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) 
you don't get ejected from the uh, from Australia or the game show. You get killed by him. That's a bit extreme, though. Like old yellow. <laughs> just come up back, random Z-list celebrity, and you just hear a massive shot. So anyway, I mean, Jumanji, say, Andrew. <laughs> can any of us conclusively prove that Peter Andre ever left the jungle? No. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Rob? Yeah. Right. Uh, since uh, Andrew's gone for Jumanji, I was originally going to go for Big Ball from Chowder, but I'm going to change it, because if all bets are off, then... I'm not going to go for Big Ball, or to give it its full name, field tournament style, up down, up and down, on the ground, manja, flanja, blanja, banja, ishka, bibble, babble, flabble, doma, roma, floma, boma, jingle, jangle, every angle, bricker, bracker, flacker, stacker, two-ton rerun, free-for-all, Big Ball. I'm not Googling that's that. That's not paying attention about halfway into that. <laughs> that's the full name of Big Ball, but I'm not going with that. Instead, I'm going to go Although with... Although it does mean that, I just need to quickly clarify. I was just joking, and I did mean that if it was real, yes, Jumanji would be some kind of board game crystal maze hybrid. Yes. Um, I'm going to go with Pro Bending from Avatar The Legend of Korra. And if you're not familiar with it, it's uh, it involves two teams of three benders, one from each of the three main bending arts, and the objective of the sport is to gain as much territory within the ring as possible within three minutes, or alternatively, drive the benders from the opposition team over the edge of the ring nope you can't why not because we are in england and benders means something very different <laughs> and i can't i can't handle sports commentators talking seriously about oh oh this team of benders is pushing closer and closer into the ring that's why i wanted to be real <laughs> if it was the 1970s it makes perfect sense because that's how people talked back then in a Futurama can get away with an episode called Raging Bender. They've got a character called Bender, because he bends stuff. I know. <laughs> well, apparently these people bend stuff. You can't bend water. Yes, you can. Go and do it now. Just put your finger over the tap and it bends to whichever direction your thumb is in. That's, that's not what bending means, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think Rob's kind of buried the lead a bit here. Yeah. The, his idea for sport is everyone gets superpowers. Yep. <laughs> Uh, my uh, main uh, thing that I'm taking from this is we now know Rob's favourite pastime. Well, here's the thing, right? Put you... his finger under the tap. Is to... it? Yeah, it is a great. Hey, it's a hot day, all right? <laughs> if you could put your finger under the tap and spray water on yourself, you would right now, wouldn't you? True. See? True. See, criticising I mean, me. Alternatively, I could just go in the shower that I have. See, <laughs> we can't afford a shower here. Oh, you poor people and your poor people problems. Anyway, um, see, here's the thing, right? If they did this as real, they don't necessarily need superpowers. I would love to have uh, just a bunch of people doing like weird kung fu poses and making noises as if they're <laughs> using some weird superpowers, like the real-life Quidditch that apparently exists. Yeah, it does exist. But they don't and fly. On, uh, and it also features on the internship. But they don't so fly. Google advert. Don't they just put the broomstick between the legs and run around? Yeah, but that's actually a real sport. People like without the uh, drama of the snitch bit. If that can be a real sport, why can't pro bending be a real sport? So well, I can anybody... see pro bending. Sorry. Like, because uh, like they have like discs that they chuck at each other, don't they? So you could just yeah do that using your hands. Yep. And I don't know, carry water bottles and a lighter. <laughs> And when the ball goes out of play, you just pick up stones. That's earth bending. Isn't just walking in grass earth bending? I don't know. That's grass bending. 
What's grass? It's a part of Earth. It's just the Earth's haircut. True. Firebending is just like that incident at the orphanage that I'm legally not allowed to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I can't speak for that. But whoever designed that spot... Neither can the orphans. (laughs) Whoever designed the propending the spot didn't really think about what spot could be in that world, because that's just really boring. But just use, throwing discs at each other. But using the term pro bending means that there is an amateur bending as well. Yeah, I know. You don't talk about amateur bending. <laughs> yeah. You can have, like, the pro bending league and you can have the amateur bending league. And then you've got, like, the pro bending championship and the amateur bending championship. The international the, the international pro bending championship. Sunday leg bending. <laughs> World <laughs> championship bending. There's pro bending as well. Just different things. <laughs> is that like coins, is it? <laughs> There's five-a-side bending. Yes. <laughs> All sorts of bending. <laughs> and then they've got the American version, which is American bending. Australian yeah. rules bending. Oh. Bet you that Gaelic, Gaelic bending. <laughs> <laughs> this is just heading down strange territory now. If you haven't noticed what we're doing there, listeners, we're just using football things, but putting bending in instead of football. It's very clever. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait for the celebrity version, Michael Fassbending. <laughs> uh, all I can say is, Sabutio would be a very, very different game. Right. Hey, you could have you could have indoor bending. <laughs> so, uh, final round? Yeah, yeah, I think so. We'll leave the bending to the side. So, Andy, your final choice. Ooh, well, we've already talked about cars, but this car game is quite different. This is a sport... Also stemming on the last subject we've been talking about, not bending, but football. Rocket League, probably the most popular of the, I was going to say the car football games, but it's the only one, but uh, of the car-related sport games. It's Rocket League. It's basically football in cars. And it's been done because they did it on Top Gear. Yeah, but the thing is, they use remote control cars in Rocket League. So would it be remote control cars or would it be actual real cars? You could have two divisions. I thought this through. You could have the one which is like a spin on Robot Wars, but you're playing football. That could be brilliant. And then you could have the one where the insane people just decide to play. See, I know which one I'd go for. It's the one with less risk of death. You'll you'll do the one which is different to the one that you'd watch. Yeah. See, there's an audience for each one then. Well, we established there's an audience. We established there's an audience for death. I mean, Battle Royale. Man, Andrew's choice. See, it's not weird to be completely obsessed with that film. It's not. It's not. The therapist said it wasn't. At least it's the film that you're obsessed with and not the manga. I haven't read the manga. I've read the book, though. The manga is a bit of a pornography. So it's a manga, basically. Yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Rocket League. Rocket League. Yes. It's basically doable now. It's just basically yeah. remote control cars of a football. Well, you exactly. need one of those, you know, one of those balls that you get from the pound shop, which are cheap and plasticky and just, you know, really, really light. You'd need one of those if you use using remote control cars. Well, they've got rockets on them. That's why it's called Rocket League on the cars. Or it'd be just called League. That's uh, <laughs> that's where you get the sort of the uh, Robot Wars comparisons, though, isn't it? Sort of pimp out your robot car. Yeah. A rocket car. And, yeah, that, that'll be really good, you know. Get uh, Craig Charles or... Or Dow Robrian to host it, you know. Is that the new MTV series, Pimp My Robot Car? <laughs> well, they've got like a million shows like that in America of pimping cars. So why not? 
See, you know when they they call it pimp my ride. I initially thought they were putting like feathers and you know fur coats and stuff like that on the cars. <laughs> you know, maybe put some platforms, but have have some you know big tires with goldfish inside. I don't know. <laughs> pimps have to get with the twenty first century rod. They can't all live in the seventies, you know. Those are the only pimps worth mentioning, though. And you have to think, though, it'd be a lot different because who was the host for the UK one? UK one. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> who was it? The really, really. What was he called? Oh. Remember that DJ from uh, Radio 1 who was. They did the rap show, but he was like from Essex and really white and wore tracksuits all the time. Nope. My ride, UK. Tim Westwood. Tim Westwood. That's him. That's him. Mm. That's him. He was also at uh, the university a few years back. Hang on. Tim Westwood. Yes. Yeah. But he's if a. It was a if it was the Pimp My Ride you were thinking of, Rob, uh, it would be a completely different show with Tim Westwood in. Westwood, Westwood, same thing. But he's kind of, he's bland and tedious and boring. Yeah, the world's caught on that one. <laughs> um, well, at least so, the world yeah. knows he's a no-talent ass clown. So he's there's the same uh... person that would stand and stare at you through your window as you were bending. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't comment. I couldn't comment. So I'm going to use that as an opportunity to move on. Uh, and it's me. And I probably should have finished on my second choice, to be honest, but I didn't, so I'm going to move on. Um, it's from Star Trek, and there's tons of things on Star Trek. Uh, and the one I'm going on, and I totally never picked from Wikipedia or anything, honest, Gov, wasn't me, um, is Anbo Jitu. Oh, I'm so glad. I thought you were going with Dom Jot for a second. I was going to say, you boring. Yeah, that's just basically poker. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Ambo Jitsu is basically full contact martial arts, but you wear like a, a visor, so you're, you're both blind, and you've got like a large stick. See, UFC would be so much more interesting if they blindfolded the competitors. <laughs> yeah, because all the fights in UFC sort of get down to sort of um, sitting on top of each other, elbowing each other in the face or submissions. Yeah, but if you've got to find them first, that'd be amazing. <laughs> And that also means that people who are, you know, traditionally being excluded from sports, people with like partial sight are blind. Yeah. You've got like grandmasters. Oh, yeah. You know, like in martial arts films where, or like samurai films where the grandmaster is people who have no longer relied on the shackles of vision and can just be sort of super powered and blind. And it's usually like the ultimate uh, sword master. Yeah. Them will basically be like at the top of the sporting world for uh, Ambo Jitsu. A Kenchi of UFC. Yes. I, mean, I was going to go for Zatoichi, but, you know. Yeah. But go go with your terrible video game references. <laughs> See, I like this choice. Yeah. It's called Ultimate and Martial Arts, apparently, with a show. Well, it definitely sounds a lot different to the others that we've talked about. <laughs> it's also one that could actually be feasible in real life. But can't <laughs> any spot. Battle Royale is feasible. <laughs> I never said Battle Royale wasn't, but Jumanji certainly isn't, unless you did it like the Crystal Maze. Yeah, that's what I said. That's, that's what you do, really, is like you, you play the game and then you land on the square and then you go to the Crystal Maze style thing, and that's where you got to work out how to escape from. So it's basically jungle I'm prison. Surprised. Break. It wasn't really a maze set, it was a deserted island, and now you've got to kill everyone else on the island. Surprise, it was Battle Royale all along. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to go with Jungle Prison Break. <laughs> yeah, so um, Ambo Jitsu, I think that's an uh, interesting one, you know. Cool. People whacking each other with sticks. Any spot could be enhanced by blindfolds. 
Never was blind football like a little while ago. Oh yeah, brilliant to watch. Well, well, blind football is in people who generally can't see, and mm-hmm. they've put people in there who like a buy and fold like professional footballers, and it's mm-hmm. always interesting to see how bad they are. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, me. Uh, moving on to Andrew for his final choice. Yeah. So my last one is something we actually already mentioned in the show. I want a professional Calvin Ball league. <laughs> you do realise oh, the team be... captains are going to ha- all have to be called Calvin. Well, maybe that could, they're not the captain. They are the Calvin of the team. Yeah, actually, that works. And it's great because basically the one rule. Well, no, the, there are two rules for Calvin Ball. First rule is that uh, the game can never be the same, and the second rule is that rules cannot be repeated. So basically, you'd have to make a team of like people from all the other different sports, and then you just show up on the day and kind of have to fit. You'd be like. One day you'll be handed a mallet, the next day a football, and you've just got to figure out what you're meant to do with it. Well, this sounds very, very similar to Australian rules football. Wasn't there a third rule for Calvin Ball, that the rules are made up on the day? Well, that, that's kind of the end result of rules one and two. Ah, and you figure them out is as you play Each time the game. you play Calvin Ball, a completely different set of rules is made up. Okay, it could work. But how old would the people be who are playing Calvin Ball? Oh no, I want like proper full-on adult professional sports people. See, that's what I was worried about. I was, I, I, I think it'd be better with proper full adult professional sports people who take themselves far too seriously. Who will forfeit if something doesn't go around their way? God, they're all highly competitive, aren't they? Apparently. Yeah, just, just, I want to see like Rio Ferdinand swag around to the pitch and then someone hands in a tennis racket. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't have to be sports equipment either. It could be anything that they get handed, couldn't it? Because it's Calvin Ball. It's basically like the Battle Royale then, because that's what that was. You At the beginning of that game, you got a rucksack and you could have like an Uzi and you could have a pan. I'll have you know, a pan is a deadly weapon. Bob, you're spoiling the bit where one of the Calvin Balls, all the sports people walk out on an abandoned jungle island and they open up their rucksacks and it's full of weapons. And surprise, it was Battle Royale again. (laughs) You're sneaky. (sighs) Yeah. Interesting spot. Yes. But it's Calvin Ball. It's always interesting. It's more. I think it's more interesting to watch than it is to play. Here's the question, though. Seeing as though one of them is an imaginary tiger, I think, does that mean like half of the team are people and half of them are imaginary creatures? No, no. You could make the referee imaginary. I think you'd have to be, because keeping up with all the rules would be difficult. Well, Imagine making that, um, the referee imaginary has very, very similarities to Blitzball. Ah. Got mine in there. I mean, this is the beauty of Calvin Ball, is that it can just be all of our other ones. True. In the Venn diagram of games, Calvin Ball does encompass pretty much everything we've said. Well, everything is Calvin Cal- Ball. Yeah. Calvin Ball is everything. Calvin, Calvin Ball, Ball is, is life. the universe. <laughs> in the beginning, there was only Calvin Ball. Our life started from Calvin Ball. Possibly. We're not going to say. But our life will end with Calvin Ball. <laughs> I don't know where, yeah. what to say to enhance that argument. It's not an argument, it's true. You just say Calvin Ball and smile. But here is the real problem. Follow that, Rob. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's well. fine. I can follow that. Because I want something to repl- something to be replaced, right? Growing up, I got yeah. a lot of stick for not actually understanding anything about cricket. Right, Ooh. and I still and for the way you looked it. and dressed, hey, and for the way you looked and dressed, 
Ah, no, no, I, I got a lot of stick from uh, from uh, uh, from friends and relatives about not understanding cricket, about not enjoying cricket, about why don't I enjoy cricket, that sort of thing, because apparently... The, the, the rules are fairly easy to understand, except when it comes to scoring, that's just magic, that is, but... I don't understand what an off-slip is. I don't understand what a second leg is, or a third leg, I, or a fourth leg. I couldn't tell you. Go, I don't even know how to score it. Yeah, to be fair, I, I, I could tell you what the third leg and the fourth leg is, Rob. But we get that little e explicit on the podcast. <laughs> uh, well, actually, they're I'm just the first parts <laughs> of the hundred foot robot. Yeah, what I want to replace cricket with is Brockian Ultra Cricket, which was uh, part of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and apparently it's being blood. It's a nasty game, and apparently mice love the game. There's not a complete set of rules. Somebody did compile a lot of uh, a complete set of the rules, but the book that was containing all of the assembled rules collapsed into a black hole and was lost. But some of the rules they managed to salvage from various writings. Rule one, grow at least three extra legs. You won't need them, but it keeps the crowd amused. So How already, can that be called the rule? No, no, already it's better than cricket. Or normal cricket, I should say. Rule two, find one extremely good Brockian ultra cricket player clone him off a few times, this saves an enormous amount of tedious selection and training. Again, I don't think, I'm not going to sort of um, criticise um, Pratchett, but No, it was Douglas Adams. I don't think he Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was uh, Pratchett for a minute. Yeah, Hitchhiker's um, Guide to the Galaxy. I don't, think he understood, I don't think he understood what rules actually meant. I know. Rule 3, put it's your team... Recommendation. Hang on. <laughs> rule 3, and this I think is the best rule. Put your team and the opposing team in a large field and build a high wall around them. The reason for this is that, though the game is a major spectator sport, the frustration experienced by the audience at not actually being able to see what's going on leads them to imagine that it's a lot more exciting than it really is. A crowd that has just watched a rather humdrum game experiences far less life affirmation than a crowd that believes it has just missed the most dramatic event in sporting history. Uh, they sound like trading secrets rather than natural rules. <laughs> <laughs> Rule four, throw lots of assorted items of sporting equipment over the wall for the players. Anything will do. Cricket bats, base cube bats, tennis guns, skis, anything you can get a good swing with. Rule five, the players should now lay about themselves for all they are worth with whatever they find to hand. Whenever a player Back. scores a hit on another player, he should immediately run away as fast as he can and apologise from a safe distance. Apologies should be concise, sincere, and for maximum clarity and points delivered through a megaphone. And rule six is the winning team shall be the first team that wins. I think the silence uh, says more than what we can say. I want that to replace cricket. Well, to be fair, there's going to be some serious bendage going on there. So It just sounds like a load of Douglas Adams sarcasm. <laughs> Well, <laughs> hang on. Wouldn't a load of Douglas Adams sarcasm improve cricket by leaps and bounds? Well, the answer is yes. The correct answer is yes. Anything can improve cricket. Yeah, Maybe if you it, had... it's, it's not hard to improve cricket. Maybe if you had a hundred foot robot cricket, just drop the hundred feet. You know. <laughs> How about if you had two hundred foot robot no, cricket? No, no, just robot cricket would improve cricket. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wouldn't, because it's still the cricket. There's, okay, there's but, the problem. With, there, there is the fundamental problem. And and you put them on a cricket pitch, but the cricket pitch was actually an abandoned island. <laughs> and and <laughs> they opened up their cricket rucksacks and inside of a bunch of weapons. And guess what? Guess what, guys? 
Spot by Elegant. Yeah, but the thing is, because they're all because they're all cricketers, they'd look at the weapons and go, "I can get a good swing with this." Even if see, it is an assault problem rifle. with that's the fundamental problem with cricket. It's not battle royale. Can can I just I can say something that I argue against you, Rob? Right? I don't like cricket, but is this really necessary? Because you might have just got a lot of stick for not liking cricket, because they might have just been trying to show you how to play cricket. Because there's actually four sticks, and you have to try and knock the top one off the um, whatever it's called. Uh, Wicket. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I understand what you're saying, Andy, and <laughs> I disagree with you because my let's put it this way. If you throw a ball at me and I'm holding any kind of bat or something I can take a swing with, I'm going to try and hit the ball with it, right? Just like a baseballer. And <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't like cricket because I don't understand what... I, I, the umpire's hand signals, it's like he's, you know, directing air traffic or something like that. Or traffic in general. I don't well, understand. Hands are harsh, Rob. You gotta you gotta hold down more than one job. <laughs> it might be just trying to tell everybody where the emergency exits are. I mean, what's that one where he just kind of he? I don't know. He just shakes his hand and moves it to the side repeatedly. Please, I like cricket language. Hey, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I like I like cricket language because they make up nonsense words like googly. Yeah, what the hell is a googly? Ah, no, it's what somebody who has no concept of technology calls Google. <laughs> Or a child. So a child would call it googly so as well. Or a child. Rather than saying that, you're just basically using this as a platform to say cricket is rubbish, aren't you? No, I want Brocky and Ultra Cricket. I want Brocky and Ultra Cricket to be a real thing. I actually but do it's want nonsense. It. Yeah, All the others had like some sort of idea of a game to them. No, Calvin Ball That's is nonsense, nonsense as well. They're all nonsense, if you if if we're being honest. No, 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 no. Did you not listen to the Calvin Ball segment, Robert? Calvin Ball is life. So Look, can't say that. this falls under the category of Calvin Ball. There's no way to be Calvin Ball, okay? What, 100-foot robots? Still falls under the cap- category, of, category of Calvin Ball. I told you, the Venn diagram where Calvin Ball is includes all sports. It's got confusing. <laughs> Look, let's just agree Calvin Ball is the ultimate winner. We'll take it off the table. But so we take it off the table. I've won. <laughs> yeah, but we're taking it off the table so it doesn't count. Ah. Right. So I think we've uh, all put well, all no, of our... No, no. It's not Calvin Ball. It's now the table that doesn't count. The cable is, table is now just, like, fallen out of existence. <laughs> um, we've all put our choices across, have we not? Yes. So I think we pick our final, uh, our favourite. Start with Andy, then. Ooh, which one? Well, should I go by most insane or go by... I'd say, I have to go I have to go robots. 100-foot robots. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Death Race because it's the closest I'm going to get to Mad Max being real without the end of the world happening. True. And, you know, I don't like a lot of people at the best of times, but I don't think I'd fancy the world ending. That'd be pretty sucky, if I'm true, honest, you know. So, yeah, Death Race for me. I, I'd always say it was off the table, but I do want to go with professional Calvin Ball. Just, can you just imagine, like, Andy Murray hanging upside down, trying to shoot marshmallows from a marshmallow gun with, like, a flaming ring of fire? Kind of want to see that now. It might make I do want to see that as well. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's changed my mind. Oh, marshmallow gun. I, f- I, I agree with this, uh, Cal. That, that's all I needed to say to get you to go around to Cal's ball. <laughs> marshmallow gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just for the comedy value, I want pro bending to be a real sport. <laughs> just Remember, for the commentators. Say, I would say we have to say if anybody is 
going to try getting into some pro serious pro bendage uh, later on. No, no, it's not pro bendage. It's pro bending. Pro bending. Like offensive lubricant. <laughs> yeah, you have to take precautions and stay safe. If you go pro bendage, there's special clubs that you go there. But always remember, <laughs> have a safe word. <laughs> Make sure everyone on the team is a consenting adult. <laughs> We say that, but the truth would basically be the opposite. It would be like those LARPers, wouldn't it? it just like the red bouncy ball screaming, fireball. Yep. <laughs> Ruined it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is literally what pro bending would be like. They'd have like a discus that they throw at each other badly. Yeah. So um, that's this week's show, all wrapped up and done in a night, nice, I would say a nice neat ball, but you can listen to it just like we've been on it and it wasn't neat. That's Let's be perfectly frank. <laughs> it's never neat. But anyway, um, no. those are our choices. So what are your choices? Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Let us know. I mean, objectively, you have to agree with me because everything is Calvin Ball. <laughs> In case you didn't realise, Andrew likes winning. <laughs> I do like winning. Only because I'm so good at it. Yeah, he keeps winning the quizzes we do on Literary Loitering. We don't know how he does it. The trick is not to know anything. <laughs> Okay. Hey. Sometimes it gets so smug I hate myself. <laughs> um, that's all we have time for on this week's Geek Show. Um, you can find more of our shows on Audio Boom. Uh, just search for the Geek Show. You can subscribe to this as well as all of our shows on iTunes as well. But if you do like this episode, give us a click on the subscribe. You'll keep up to date with all the latest episodes. Uh, give us a rating. Give us a review because that does help. Our audience grow each new rating we get. Super appreciative of that. It's a great way to support us. Um, or head over to thegeekshow.co.uk and find our articles that we've wrote with our hands and our and our mind eyes and stuff. So yes, <laughs> until Are next time. Are you losing the ability bro. to speak? <laughs> Are you losing the ability? Yes, I have to speak? lost the ability to speak. It's warm out, Rob. It's, it's yeah, warm. I can't speak. <laughs> yes, I'm Rob. Other people do. I'm Andy. Outro. I'm Rob. Oh. And I'm still as Andrew as I was a couple of seconds ago. Yes. I'm less casserole now. Thanks for listening. For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.